There's one thing that has come along as or accelerated by COVID, right? Is the focus of companies on um, rethinking what their customer experience looks like. Welcome to Tech Connect. Tell us your story. Present your idea. Champion Filipino technology and ingenuity. Promote a smarter and sustainable Philippines and find partners, investors, and like-minded individuals who will help you flourish and bring your technological innovation to life. Again, welcome to everybody. My name is RJ Ladesma. Very proud to be your host for Tech Connect. And joining me here today are our two mentors, we have Multisys Chief Executive Officer and Founder, David Almirol. David, please greet all of our guests listening to us here right now. Hi, RJ. Hi, everyone. Good afternoon. Thanks so much, David. And we also have Amazon Web Services, Philippines Senior Manager, Solutions Architect, Head Joel Garcia. Hey, thanks, RJ. Good to see everyone. Um, good afternoon. Happy to be here. Thanks so much, David and Joel, for joining us here on Tech Connect. Now, before we get our actual guests here uh, for the podcast, just a couple of things. You know, the brainchild really of Tech Connect came from uh, from David really pushing this one, and you know, David's been really a pioneer and a supporter of the development of technological innovation and the uh, tech startups here in the Philippines. Uh, David, as we do Tech Connect, what would you like to see happen here in the show? How would you think is the best way that we, we are able to help uh, small technological innovations and startups grow here in the Philippines? Well, we Filipinos, we have a lot of brilliant ideas, right? And uh, we have a lot of uh, innovators, I should say. And all we need to do is discover them. And I think Tech Connect will be uh, the best uh, you know, avenue for us to discover uh, not only uh, new ideas and new innovation, but... Uh, systems and the solutions that are there already to solve a lot of problems, right? And to help us uplift the lives of a lot of Filipinos. That's, that's uh, how I foresee for this uh, Tech Connect uh, podcast, uh, RJ. Thanks. And what's, what's really great, David, with, with Multisys here, no? sort of like anchoring everything together, it's nice because it's literally Tech Connect where we're able to take some of the people coming here to the show and connect them to the overall ecosystem where they can be of best benefit here to the country. Is that right? Yes, again, you know, uh, your product will not be a product if, if they're inside the closet. I think it's we need to open that closet and let the connection go, right? So That's right. Let's all come out of the closet over here in Tech Connect and help everybody grow their businesses and grow a better tech Philippines. And also, our good friend Joel Garcia from Amazon, what would you like to see happen here in Tech Connect? How can Tech Connect, you think, help many of our small tech entrepreneurs grow and flourish here in the country and all over the world? Yeah, you know what? Uh, so I, I want to echo what uh, David said, right? The Filipino talent is known globally, especially in the IT space, right? And I think uh, one of the things that uh, that we've seen is we just want to be able to help the Filipino also think bigger. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it today. Um, our wonderful Hidlin Diaz um, winning the gold right? just changes our perspective on what is possible, right? So we really want to be able to kind of helped uh, the Philippines and that talent uh, go global, right? Yeah. 
And I'm so glad that you used uh, Hadley sort of like as an analogy to Filipino tech because, I mean, there are two things that she needed to grow. Number one was, of course, uh, financial support, right? In fact, in 2019, she was asking people, can you please support me so I'll be able to finish my Olympic dream? But the second one was, second one was that she actually needed the support of the whole community, really, to be able to achieve that. It's like, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. It took a country it took a country to create an Olympic gold medalist. And that's sort of what we're trying to do over here in TechConnect, create a tech community to help us find that next big uh, tech, tech business that can help grow the country. And having said that, we are very honored by our pilot guest here in TechConnect, our good friends from Senti. Now, Senti AI is the leading and pioneering artificial intelligence company in the Philippines. And their mission is to empower humans and organizations to work effectively together with AI. And to tell us more about that, we have Senti AI CEO and founder, Ralph Regalado. Ralph, welcome to the maiden episode of Tech Connect. Hi, RJ. Um, thank you so much for having me here to join Tech Connect and really appreciate all of the people who think and push this type of podcast to really um, hope and inspire more entrepreneurs here in the country. And happy to be here to share more about Senti. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Ralph. And Ralph, like you heard earlier on, what Tech Connect all of, is all about is not just presenting your ideas and helping people appreciate better Filipino ingenuity, but really to find partners, investors, and like-minded individuals to help you further your ideas, bring your innovation to life, connect it to more people. What do you expect, or how how can Tech Connect you think help you uh, with Senti AI? Uh, really, for my side, is to get our story out there to inspire other entrepreneurs and um, if there's a possible to really look for potential clients right um, who might be interested to work with us that's that's really what i have in mind um for for, for this yeah. fantastic now you know what usually when they do when the for people who aren't too familiar right people do what they call startup pitches which are elevator pitches in about 30 seconds to a minute they must be able to tell them what their idea is all about for those people who might not be too knowledgeable about what Senti AI is, what's your elevator pitch? What is Senti AI? Uh, Senti AI is really an organization who aims to help um, companies, maybe and, and enterprises, to really help their journey towards their uh, towards artificial intelligence. So we help build and construct and, and guide this organization so that they can leverage um, the power of AI. Okay, but having said that, what exactly makes Senti AI I guess different from other organizations also involved in the work of artificial intelligence. So we have relatively built a skill in productionizing machine learning because probably if you have heard AI and machine learning, um, all of this work, our own research, are probably restricted in the academe, right? But our, our goal really is to make use of what we have learned in the academe and push it into production, push it into in the, in the industry, so that we put it to good use. That's where we put. Our, our, our efforts and our skills really to make sure that once we move the solutions or projects um, out of research, they would be useful. Okay. This is a very interesting story. You moved from the academe into doing business. And uh, I, I guess for any entrepreneur, that's a terrifying experience because, you know, <laughs> you're in the comfort of the academe moving towards doing business. So it's, it's, it's good in paper, but, you know, in action, it's a bit different, no? I just wanted to ask you, when you were making that journey, what we often ask tech startups, and I'm sure you're also very familiar with this question, was that what problem was, was you, were you trying to solve, particularly here in the Philippines, when you put up AI? Please walk us through your entrepreneurial journey from being that, uh, that academician, the problem that you saw, and then you entered into business. 
So actually, in the first year, I've been doing a lot of research back in the days, specifically focused on um, building systems that is able to understand Filipino languages. We know that Filipino or Philippine languages is really complex, right? So Filipinos speak Tagalog or sometimes in two contexts which they merge Tagalog and English. And um, we develop new words. We develop, we also create new ways to express our thoughts. And we know that language continues to evolve. That's what um, really, really impressed me um, to, to figure out how to create systems that is able to understand Filipino and even Philippine languages. So when we um, started to ideate for Senti, um, I was still teaching that time at, at DLSU, I was teaching um, techtrepreneurship. And it's really hard to also teach without the experience. Um, how, how can you really, how to really big, build businesses if you don't know how to really build one? So that's really was a trigger for me at that time to really join and figure out how to build my own. So it, I was very lucky that during that year, 2013, there was a contest um, called Startup Weekend Manila. That's where I joined and I pitched um, the idea of building a social analytics platform that is able to understand Philippine languages. Um, so that was, that was our first solution um, during that time. And luckily, we won the contest. That really started the journey of, of Senti up until the point that we have diversified our offerings to really cater to artificial intelligence. So, so the first one really was about the Filipino language, right? That, that, yes. that's really, that was really the, the start of uh, your journey over here. Uh, and uh, having said that, no, I mean, I, I want to just bring in David to this, this discussion because, you know, Dave has had a similar journey also in, in terms of multisys, in terms of, you know, having to set up your own company from scratch. And, you know, maybe the first business might not be the best business. In other words, the Filipino language uh, social analytics might have been the final business model that you're using. Maybe, Dave, what, what is your own experience when you when you mirror it against the experience of Senti putting up their own, uh, their own business? Well, it's an exciting journey. Every startup has uh, a very, you know, a very unique and... Uh, let's call it uh, uh, eye-opening experiences like Ralph uh, experience. You know, I think it's all about identifying a problem. So he identified the problem and then you go, he focused on the solution. So that's, that's how startup work. Even now I'm still a startup. I don't consider myself as a corporate yet, uh, RJ, because that agility mindset is really nice. You know, you know, if you identify a problem and then there you go, you have now a solution, then you build the solution like Ralph's uh, did uh, during that contest, right? So that's why he won. He won that because he was able to prove or pitch a solution to a certain problem, and that's the the way to move forward nowadays. We have tons of problems, but one step at a time, one problem at a time, one solution at a time will will fix those uh, those uh, problems uh, through uh, startup mindsets. Joel, that, that's a really great idea. I mean, uh, when, when we look at your founder, Jeff Bezos, he, you know, up to now, he still maintains a sort of like startup and agility mindset. I understand that even in Amazon, you've got this two-pizza model that you use to be able to maintain agility over there. Maybe you can share a bit more as well. What, what did you think about Senti's own uh, entrepreneurial journey of how they started off? Yeah, we, we can certainly appreciate that at, at AWS, right? We work with companies of all shapes and sizes from enterprises to small, medium businesses to startups and ISVs. Uh, one of the things, though, that has kept what we like to call our day one culture uh, at Amazon is uh, we created a mechanism. Uh, and a mechanism is a full input-output process, right, at Amazon, because Jeff likes to say that good intentions are not good enough, right? So we have to put things in place uh, even when we want to make things happen. 
So in the case of uh, in the case of uh, how we're helping companies of all shapes and sizes, including startups, is we have something called our working backwards mechanism, which is exactly what uh, what what David was kind of talking about. Ninety percent of the services that we create uh, in AWS are as a result of what customers tell us matter to them, right? So we have a working backwards process. And uh, we, uh, as part of that working backwards process, we ask, we answer five questions, right? Um, who is the customer? What is the customer problem or opportunity? Is the most customer benefit clear? And how do we know what customers need or want? And then last is, what does the customer experience look like? So those are just some of the guidelines that we help even big companies think like a day one company. Having said that, that, that what, what truly uh, also you know, resonates with me was that when Ralph was talking about Senti, I mean, the first thing that they started off with in the business, and I often say this, sometimes your first business model is not, your, it's not the ultimate business model. You kind of have to iterate towards greatness, is that it was the Filipino language, right? And you know, the first thing that came to mind as you were discussing that was what you were trying to solve a problem, but is that problem something that is, you know, if when you find a solution, is it scalable? Is it something that, that, that you can really grow? What did you learn, uh, Ralph, after you did set up the, the first social analytics? How did you evolve from there? Was it what you thought was going to be the final model or where did you go from there? The, the first solution really did work in terms of like how we should be able to navigate and craft solutions. Because like building solutions or building a product is completely different, right? You need to have a lot of investment for that. It takes a lot of effort, especially if you're competing with um, companies that has have bigger um, finances over you, right? So I think um, what we have did is try to leverage the technology itself and use it for a different industry. So I think that the language capability has um, different, it's not just only for marketing and advertising, right? It could actually be applied across customer service or it could be applied on um, different segments of industry. So we have tried to leverage our, our deep technology expertise and try to remake it into a different type of solution. So we have really diversified our offerings. Um, as mentioned, we have already built chat assistant that is able to understand and talk um, Visaya and local languages. We have also launched last year a solution for contact center that is able to also understand local languages. So it's still really capturing the core, but it's more of like a different um, use case or a different um, business user corporate use. So we try to adjust it based on the environment here in the Philippines, right? And also try to also manage where are we really in the space of AI and how much the the organization or the company and also the country as is in terms of adapting to such technologies. So when you were trying to do all that one, my, my question is that, you know, you were solving this original problem of just of, of the use of languages. When did you start to realize that you had to sort of pivot out of that model? Was that particular problem you were trying to solve something that was not problematic enough or it was it you didn't think that it would generate for me as far as I'm concerned because I also wear my entrepreneurial hat was it the income stream wasn't there how did you it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit challenging at that point now when you when you're hitting because there comes a point when you are a fresh entrepreneur that you go, oh no it might not work when it comes when it occurred to you that okay let's let's go this direction let's go that direction I think it comes to a time that when I really started full-time at Senti. So I think I started full-time around 2017. So I left my job at Kita Academy to really work on it full-time. And as far as I was able to figure out and um, observe what's the current mechanism for such technology and is the market really there? Um, is the revenue really there? And um, that's where the realization comes in that 
we really need to expand the capabilities. Though there are already still few who are interested on the solution, it's not enough to like keep the operations growing, right? So you need to explore other more other modes of um, business to leverage the same technology. That's where we have expanded and not just really focus on one solution, but expand to other um, future solutions. Because again, AI is not just it's it's really that it's not that as big as other software development uh, projects yet at this point. So we try to as much as cater to different industries during that time. So again, it's more on the realization that the market is not yet ready and um, the revenue or the finances on that specific revenue stream is not that um, huge. So we need to look into other opportunities where we can expand our skills. So we look into other aspects as to where our trends are and where our weaknesses are and then focus on our strengths and expand the business on, over our, on our strengths. Hi, I'm RJ Ledesma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business. What are their best practices and success secrets? How do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic? And what opportunities do they see in the new normal? Join me on the RJ Ledesma podcast. Uh, having said that, I, I want to go back to David again. David, I mean, you were able to grow a multi-system to a multi-billion peso business, but that's also looking at the same time as to what were the, you know, same thing that that uh, same entrepreneurial journey that Ralph went to. But, you know, I, I have to say that you're, you're pretty good at, at spotting which technologies to utilize, which ones to leverage, which ones to do. Looking at this experience in your, your own, no, what would you think are the key drivers for entrepreneurs at that stage to say, okay, what should I pursue? Where do I find the opportunities to grow the business? If you look back at your own experience. For me, it's all about value creation. You know, um, if you start something, and I, I agree with Ralph, you know, he see a value of this AI technology. And then once you have that value creation, now the next thing to do is how to create now use cases of that value. Once you have that use cases, now there you go. You can now build the revenue drivers out of that. There's a lot of ways to do it. I, I, I don't think that uh, there is like a book you know, ordered base to, to make sure that we'll be able to follow that. I think a startup has this mentality and creativity and very flexible to create. And there you go. They'll be able to create something out of that idea. And then the value versus the revenue will come out later on. For me, my humble experience, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't consider it as a, a perfect example, but uh, I think uh, I was able to create like a multiple multiple uh, alternatives or alternatives to create both value and revenue because it's very important because it's really hard to survive in one area where you're having a hard time to have value and then you're also having a hard time to have revenue, revenue. especially if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't have support, if you don't have financial support as, as mentioned by Ralph, it's not easy, especially when I was starting with this, you know, if you're trying to, 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 to grow the business and at the same time you're self-financing yourself and then and then you're, you're suffering from financial problems. It's really hard. That's why, you know, I agree with Ralph. I think uh, starting somewhere is the value creation. And then as they grow, as they notice the, the, the growth, then people will come in and there you go. The, the help will be there. Okay. Like Amazon. Yeah, I, I mentioned last yeah. like what happened with Amazon. When I was starting, you know, it's, re it's really hard for me to afford, you know, expensive hardware just to <laughs> launch a certain technology. And here comes Amazon. They're able to assist us. They even give us free access of their servers, cloud services, and there you go. We're able to start something. 
Wow. Uh, really great story, uh, David. And uh, I want to go back to a, a couple other things that you raised as well, but I'm sure many people gained a lot of insight from there. Uh, Joe, I guess just for yourself, I mean, because you've seen a lot of companies over the years in your career in Amazon, and you've seen those also that have been in the sort of the same position and, you know, same history as a startup uh, that they're doing, you know, they're concerned the, concern the startups, maybe people weren't ready for that technology I guess at this stage of the country or where, where it needs to be in terms of revenue, what would be your sort of like your insight, your advice to, to companies at that, that stage where they were coming into, Senti? Yeah, so I, I think I, Ralph kind of mentioned it already and Dave re, David reinforced it, right? Usually it's not uh, building the big bang idea, it's experiment, it's experimentation, right? Um, we like to believe that we don't know what customers want, but here's the great thing and great insight, neither do they. And as a result, we will really need to experiment. Uh, the other thing that I want to be able to state and, and the way that we've been able to adapt is, uh, to add on to that is we know that customers, even if they report being satisfied, are actually not, right? They're always looking for something better. So you always have to continuously experiment. Now, where we come in is, and David mentioned it, is we help customers actually lower a point of entry, right? That, that initial investment, and they can go global in minutes. Right, so they can go and experiment, confirm or reject a hypothesis around an MVP, but not have the collateral uh, damage of cost. Right, so you, you have that time to market, and then you can move on to the next idea, or you can expand the idea. Yeah, I saw a big smile on the face of uh, <laughs> of Ralph when you were saying uh, try to keep the cost down as you're trying to to, to blow up your MVP. I guess you know Ralph's been there; he he knows exactly. Uh, the feeling of, of what's going on over there, no? And, and having said that, uh, Ralph, I just want to ask you right now, no? At, at your current state, where are you right now in terms of, of uh, I guess, for many startups, I guess this will be very helpful, no? What stage are you in terms of financing of the business? And how do you plan to scale it as well? Because like many startups are also in your position. They don't know, do I get an angel investor? Do I go to a, do I seed round already? Do I look for private investors? And what exactly is your idea of how to, how to scale the business? Since my presumption is that you've already found out the technology that you where, where you want to take it technology-wise, how do you plan to scale it and how did you plan to finance it? Actually, our focus is really more on the revenue because I think once we were able to repeatedly do and explore those type of revenue scheme, it would be easy for us to really scale the business. And I guess it's not just only the revenue, but also the operations, right? How you handle people, how do you structure your organization, um, a lot of like challenges really comes with scaling, right? If you scale from a 30 um, head of people to 100, there's a lot of um, challenges there and how you're going to manage such people. At the early stage, you've probably been doing it outright that you, you have 10 people, you just message them to do this and that. But once you reach to 100 people, there's a lot of structure changes and you need to also bring your people with you, right? Because they have already built that type of idea that they can do um, things um, and act fast, but once you put some structure, it became to it became already slow. So there's a lot of consideration not only on the revenue side. Again, finance would actually be helpful, but also considering the operations of the organization as well, it's very critical to scale. That's so why our focus is more on that, trying to maintain and trying to build the rhythm of like continuous um, capture of revenue at the same point in time, making sure that all the grounds are covered that we're ready to scale. So just, just to ask right now, you're growing the business through internal financing, through revenue generation, and not not through not through investment. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So we actually get the funding from the government way back in 2018. So we're, we're very lucky that the Department of Science and Technology um, rolled out their first startup grant that year. 
And uh, we're lucky to be part of that grant. So after that grant, we were able to sustain ourselves in terms of like finances. And we're lucky to have partners such as AWS. So we're one of the AWS Select Tier partner, um, along with other Google. We're also part of the Google Cloud family as well. So we work together with partners to really help their clients as well in their innovations towards artificial intelligence. So we have really grown our network. Um, and I think that's that was all of the two years that we have been building, like talking to people. And suddenly in the past next three to, three to years, three to five years, you have already meet them as well and then you have gained business i think network creation also was is very critical and important now in terms of income generation just want to ask one more thing now what is that what is the key driver of income right now for your business on our side it's really more on building solutions for our clients so we have helped uh, different enterprises in telco and in the entertainment industry we work with banks and they've seen our our support and help in how we can actually push artificial intelligence solutions for them and you also like manage the solutions for them so we have we have we work with them so first we help them strategize and identify which use cases work for them because some of the organizations have really a hard time trying to figure out if this works right and we know that based on our recent report that we have re- released last year that the value proposition and the added value brought by ai is really unclear to majority of its stakeholders so there's a lot of still educational um, aspect that we, we need to push through and we need to work together with our partners to educate um, the ecosystem itself. And because of that, we have gained a lot of like clients who are continuously um, getting our services. Is, is, it a, is it a subscription as a service model? Is it a, is it a consultancy business model that you have with all your clients? So we work with the consultancy along with a subscription model. So really dependent on the uh, arrangement with our clients. So it's either we put one of our solutions or the engagement would be, uh, we guide them into their journey. So it could actually be a consulting setup or it could also be a subscription setup to one of our solutions. Thanks so much, Ralph. And then uh, having said that, I want to go back again to Dave. And Dave, look, you know, there, there are two key things that were coming up over here was that as they're growing, there's challenges and, and opportunities in scaling and challenges and opportunities in financing. And of course, people look again at, uh, at Multisys as a tech company of the year. I mean, how did you, I mean, from a small company, you've grown Multisys to a multi-billion peso company. What are the challenges that you saw to scale, which you can see also in what's happening to Ralph's business? And maybe how do you address these challenges to scale? And also challenges to financing, one of the bigger things, right? I mean, that's where people keep on, that becomes the chicken or the egg argument. Should I get my, should I get, like you were saying, revenue or value? Should I get outside investors? Should I, should I internally generate funds to grow my business to create scale? Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, for me, I agree with, with Ralph. You know, I think that's a very good start by creating alternative revenue drivers, right? So I, I, I hear Ralph talking about other solutions, not only on, on, on the AI perspective, but embedding the solution to a certain technology can be an added value to the company. You know, when I was starting, uh, you know, it's really hard to build value while you're also doing revenue. It's, it's, like, it's like an opposite way, right? Because sometimes you want to have value, but you need to finance it. And you cannot grow without, without revenue, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to finance your growth. And I think I like what I heard with Ralph that, you know, you have to have, you know, good partners or the right partners. You have to find right partners like what we did with, with AWS before and until now. So what we do is once you have those partners, you know, for me, I believe that finding the right partner are same as finding investors, <laughs> RJ. Because if you have the right partner, you save money, number one. And if you have the right in, right partners, you know, you learn from them, okay? And then they will guide you. That's expensive, you know? And if you, if you find the right partners, you save a lot of, uh, you know, time of developing something. Example, in multi we have a program now 
and this is also enabled by, by AWS, that instead of you building a certain platform, we have ready-made platforms that you can build on top of them. Instead of you building something from scratch, you can use our platform now to build on top of those platforms so that you don't need to do it from scratch. And you know, those are the kind that uh, 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 activity that I've done in, in, in the past. You know, it's, it's all about finding the right partners for you to support both revenue and value at the same time. Thanks so much. Uh, Joel, please do, please do chime in. You've seen many companies also in the same position as them. And I'm glad that AWS has been their partner in helping them grow. But what's your other advice also for other startups who are looking to, to scale and to finance? Uh, what are the best ways to sort of hack this process the same way that Multisys and Senti are hacking things right now? So thanks, RG. As, as I mentioned, and, and David, thank you for the, the kind words, right? Like I said, we're, we're all aligned. And um, so first of all, we continue to innovate on behalf of our uh, the customer, right? We have over 200 services, 85% uh, of TensorFlow workflows, for example, for, for machine learning actually run on AWS, right? That means that you know, that people that are experimenting on machine learning or even AI have a lot to look forward to in terms of the innovation on AWS. And again, this is not machines that they have to set up. They can focus on what matters in terms of their idea, right? They leave the heavy lifting, what we call undifferentiated heavy lifting uh, to us, you know, to be able to run on the compute storage and networking. And the startups can focus on what matters, who they're targeting as a customer and bringing their idea to life, right? And we do that through our programs. We do that through our innovation. And, you know, even the way that uh, what is unique with AWS is what we try to do is once we build a certain level of scale, we pass on the savings back uh, to our customers. So for example, we've had 107 uh, price reductions, right? So that's just part of that partnership because we know that if our customers are, are successful, then we will be successful. So that's how we can. Fantastic. Help. So really, I mean, we see we're leveraging the power of partnership and that's really what TechConnect here is all about. And Sandy, this time, I'm very glad you're here right now because you've got a chance to talk to both AWS and you've got a chance also to talk to Multisys and maybe figure out how everything's going to work in your uh, ecosystem to, to, to scale uh, using these partnerships. But having said that, uh, I often I often like asking these questions to many of the guests that I speak to. You know, and, and you've seen how Senti has grown from being basically uh, a language app, an artificial intelligence language app, to, to where it is with multiple functions. Where do you actually see uh, the opportunities right now uh, for Senti not just here in the Philippines, but abroad, and, and even five years from now, where will you? Where do you see Senti then? Our, our our primary mission, really, as an organization, is to expand in Southeast Asia. Again, um, if we're talking about AI, you will probably be hearing more about US or China or Europe, but probably Philippines is on the last of your list. So I think we would want to bring, we would want to challenge ourselves that we would want to put. Philippines on the map if they talk about artificial intelligence. And when when I when I go visit into exhibits in Singapore and even in Korea, they're, they're kind of surprised if I'm uh, if there is a company of artificial intelligence in the Philippines. I think we would want to make that mark. Um, and uh, together with partners that we do have, we want to work and collaborate with them to to make sure that we are able to provide such services and bring the expertise of Filipino um, to the global stage. Thanks so much, Ralph. And having said that, let me just go back again uh, to David. David, um, again, now you, you got a, you got a great uh, general perspective of our tech landscape here in the Philippines. You're doing multiple platforms. What do you think you see the opportunities also with Senti 
uh, with the whole ecosystems and all the, the different systems that you're that they're working with? Where can where do you think Santi can fit into all of that? Well, we all know AI is a very futuristic solution, you know, to a lot of problems and possibilities are endless, right? So I think as, uh, you know, embedding that creativity on how to create a lot of use cases, you can you can do a lot, you can create or develop a lot of you know solutions, okay, from that uh, AI perspective. And uh, well, my like us, you know, we also do several AI solutions also, and uh, some of them powered by AWS. So uh, we're able to we're able to stitch up the gaps instead of you know repeating what's already there. Sometimes it's, it's it's a total waste of time to like build something that's already established. So what we do is we leverage from those technology and we're able to stitch up those gaps and there you go, boom. We're able to create you know, another platform or another solution again that could solve another problem. So I think there's a huge opportunity for any AI uh, solutions provider nowadays. There's a lot of use cases and, uh, and solutions that they're able to build based on an industry level like Rob mentioned a while ago, you can do this in academia, you can do this in, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in healthcare, you can do this in any other industry. Everything is like flexible as long as you have this use case to come up with a sector-focused uh, solution uh, uh, provider mindset. I love that. It's a sector-focused mindset. And it also takes one of these ideas from innovation. You know, oftentimes, uh, what Josiah Goh says in innovation, one of our uh, marketing gurus, is that sometimes you have to take a look at other industries and take the innovations from other industries and bring it into your own. Or in other words, you know, maybe there's an industry you haven't seen just yet. Just take a look outside of your own, outside of AI, and see the different applications by, by looking at what other, other industries are doing and, and bring it into your own. Thanks so much, uh, David Almirol of uh, Multisys. And of course, uh, Joel over here. What do you think are the opportunities emerging? But you've, you've had a chance to interact together with Santi, where it's growing. What do you think is really the opportunity uh, for the further growth of a you know a proudly Filipino AI solution? I think one of the biggest ones is um, is along customer engagement, right? So while if there's one thing that has come along as or accelerated by COVID, right, is the focus of companies on um, rethinking what their customer experience looks like. When I think about customer experience. It isn't just a digital touch point. It really is thinking about that customer journey more end to end. But as as customers actually think about that customer experience, it should be inclusive, right? Um, It's not just in one language. We have a country that is also multilingual within its its own right, right? And we want to be able to engage uh, with, with all Filipinos, right? Not just in the Philippines, but globally as well. And I think that that's an interesting um, you know, opportunity for, for Senti, right? Um, specifically in the way that those companies are, maybe they today they, they can't even fathom, for example, Cebuano, Ilocano, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and being able to, in, in a much more personalized level, right? In a much more personalized level. But those companies need to really rethink what that customer experience and customer engagement looks like. And it just so happens that Senti, will have the AI technology that will, that can help power some of that. Fantastic. I love it. That. For me, that yeah. is inclusivity will be the new normal or the next normal for all of us over here. And again, thank you so much for all the great feedback over here. I do hope uh, that the people listening over here did gain a lot uh, from the experience of both Senti, Multisys, and our good friends from Amazon Web Services. So again, thank you so much to Senti founder, Ralph Regalado, 
uh, Multisys CEO David Almiral and Amazon Web Services Senior Manager Solutions Architect Head Joel Garcia. If you are a startup company or a tech company or just a company that wants to grow leveraging technology, please let us know. Present your idea. Tell your story to us here in TechConnect. We would love to help you find partners, investors, and like-minded individuals who will help you flourish and bring your innovation to life. My name is RJ Ledesma. We will see you in the next podcast of TechConnect. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.